Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Dr. Paul, it's great to be with you again. Very good. You know, the, the news is filled with the economic conditions of the country and, of course, the conditions of our personal liberty. And for some reason, I suspect they are related, but, but they are talking more about the economic things going on. You know, uh, why, why are there so many jobs available and nobody taking these jobs and people uh, are complaining about the economy and complaining about prices, a lot of inflation. So there's a, a lot to, to complain about. The other day, uh, the president was talking about it, and he went over three or four major problems that this country faces. You know, everything like from immigration, he recognized there was a big problem there, and we had to do something about it. And then also, there's inflation. There's inflation, and we have to deal with that, and we have to deal with the budget. And he went on and on in foreign policy, and uh, he, he, was, he was pretty good in identifying you know, the problems that the American people are concerned about. But what was interesting that I sort of had to hold my breath on it because he, after he announced each problem, he says, there's only one thing we need to solve this problem. It's leadership. And I thought, well, you're the president. Don't you remember? <laughs> you're the president. You're supposed to be the leader. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, uh, I, I think he hit hit the nail on the head that there are some problems out there and maybe leadership is necessary. But of course, our idea of leadership is so different from the uh, ideas of an authoritarian or an authoritarian president or a vice president, an authoritarian senate or authoritarian congress, all these things, because they have only, only one solution. Their idea of leadership is mandates. If there's problems, more mandates, more enforcement, punish people, threaten people, tell them if they don't behave, we'll make sure that they're canceled. You're going to lose your job, on and on of what we've been putting up. So we are facing a lot of those problems. But when it comes to economic distortion, uh, for years now, uh, I've talked about and uh, uh, and mentions the fact that there is a, a lot of distortion. It comes and goes. You can predict when bubbles form. You can't predict when they're going to burst and exactly what will happen. But we do know from the study of Austrian economics that, uh, that there are bubbles and there are a lot of bubbles uh, around. And it's not like you have to be a genius uh, in, in the early part of this century to predict and say, you know, there's a housing bubble. Uh, there was a dot-com dot bubble. And now there's, a, there's another bu bubble in, in, the, uh, in the stock market and where else. And if you come to the conclusion that it is the Fed, uh, then, then you say, well, what are they doing? Well, they're doing their best to try to calm things down. They're, they're uh, you know, monetizing $120 billion, uh, billion dollars every month. They're buying up the debt so that they do not have to rely on work and savings and the things that occur in a free market economy, which adds to the gross distortion and uh, contributed to the so many problems that we have have today. But Chris, I'm sure you've paid attention to this. What are we going to do about it? I don't know, Dr. Paul. I think you and I have been paying attention to this for a long time now because longtime uh, viewers and listeners of our show will know that we have been warning the Fed can't create trillions of dollars like this. It's going to drive up prices. You know, but our, you know, the warnings can only go so far because the people... Uh, in the media and the politicians, they're only focused on the current moment. 
They're like, ah, there's no inflation. Prices are stable. In fact, there's too little inflation. The Fed wants prices to be higher. Well, we were not focused on what was at, uh, at hand at that time. Uh -huh. What we were focused on was what the Fed set in motion, and it is now here. It is unavoidable. Everybody sees it now. Prices are rising everywhere you look, whether it be gas or food, uh, you know, wh whatever your bills are, uh, you, you definitely can see that prices are going up. And, you know, even though we're here, here is not static. Here is going to get progressively worse. The Fed really uh, set in motion uh, something very bad. And that's, you know, the main thing that we want to get across is keep your eye on the Fed. They are the cause because everywhere else that you're going to look, whether it be media, politicians, even CEOs that are closely tied to the government, they're going to try to muddy your ability to see that it's the Fed. They will blame X or they'll blame Y or Z, which will be real things. You know, they'll point out this is why prices are up or this is why prices are up. But those are all accessories. They're complementary to the main core problem that we have, and that is the Federal Reserve. So please always keep your eye on the ball. It's always the Fed. And, you know, a lot of people are aware, and we talk about it all the time, that when the Federal Reserve creates money out of thin air and gives us artificially low interest rates, this causes, you know, eventually it does push up prices. And, of course, Milton Friedman uh, said this very clearly, and a lot of people will quote him and saying, you know, it's always a monetary uh, problem. But it's not the way you spend, you're able to spend more money and uh, get reelected, so they have to not emphasize uh, that too much. But uh, I think it, there's a lot more emphasis on, you know, you put a lot of money, the value goes down and the prices go up and, and people, uh, you know, generally can, can see that. But the one thing they don't talk about a whole lot is the malinvestment. That is, uh, when you lose this, the uh, important signal of interest rates, market rates of interest, what are the people doing? Are they earning money? Are they saving money? Are they investing money? And what, what are they doing? And the interest rate uh, traditionally in a free market is very, very important. But they, they hardly ever talk about that. But they do talk about certain things that some things go up faster than others. I remember the 70s quite well because there was a distortion. There was a lot of price inflation. They were introduced to the notion of stagflation. Prices were going up, although the economy was weak. And uh, the one big issue was the price of energy because we were fussing with uh, the Saudis over the, uh, over the oil. And uh, there, there was a uh, embargo and, a, and, and a, the oil was cut off. And the, these prices were skyrocketing. And so the, 70, the 70s were uh, very much involved in that. But that, that reminds me of exactly what we're doing today. Because if you read the news today, they're talking about what's the price of, of gas. Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you, you know, not super sky high, but you can see some charts where it has started to go up significantly. And there are some projections, which I pay attention to, and it's going to go much much higher and you say well is that because the fed prints too much money and there's inflation and the value of the dollar goes down probably that's that's the fundamental problem but the other thing is is the mal investment and the activity 
that we get involved in with by the use of funds that are created out of thin air and the uh, amount of debt that we run up, <clears throat> then our government gets involved just as they did back in the 70s. With the Saudis, we got involved really a whole lot in pipelines, you know, whether, whether it was the XL pipeline here in the United States or also the uh, Nord Stream uh, uh, on the North Sea. And then uh, this, this was done, and it involves politics, and, and there was a shift in policy. Uh, uh, Trump uh, was much more market-oriented and tried to remove some of the regulations and uh, open up some of these, uh, these things. But Biden came, and what was the first thing he did was he, he closed down the pipeline, was, which was thrive, thriving, and it was helping the Canadians, helping the Americans, and, and all of these things. So, so, so that pipeline was done. So uh, we cut off our supply, and, and that was giving us more shortages, at, at least perceived to be you know, shortages. But it was really a disruption of the market that, that we, we created. So uh, then, then we worry about the, the Russians are right now arguing with the Europeans. We were involved in the middle of that because, uh, you know, our, our customer over there that we're trying to protect uh, is Ukraine. And the Ukrainians have, they're right in the middle of this battle between Russia and, and Europe. But this is a major event. And so that, all, that pipeline hasn't even been opened. So we have the inflation, but we have the malinvestment. We have... Uh, uh, we, we have bad foreign policy, which is a, is, is a permitted uh, because uh, we're still, you know, in control to, to a certain degree of the reserve currency of the war, war uh, of, the, of the currency world, of the world currency, and we get away with get interfering. So this this is also a major problem, but it's geopolitical too, and who knows what, because the Russians have a said, and I probably tend to believe them, well, don't come to us and beg and plead for us to just to open up the spigots after, you know, what we've done. Put on sanctions on the various countries uh, uh, to close down a pipeline that was directly involved in, in this country. So the Russians have warned us, which means that the bottom line, Chris, I think it means that not only do we have inflation, that is the printing of money that will devalue and prices are going to go up generally, we're also going to have some specific things dealing with energy, especially if we have an excessively uh, cold winter. But no, don't worry about that. Uh, we have global warming and it'll be warm. We won't need any of that gas. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it might be a long cold winter for a lot of people. And it will, be, it will be related very much to government interventionism and mischief in the marketplace. Right, Dr. Paul. And it's important um, to understand where this government interventionism, this philosophy, and even the Fed, when it was created. You know, the United States uh, was conceived in liberty, as it was said. And, you know, in its early years, the prosperity and freedom was unparalleled uh, to, to ever exist before. Uh, but, you know, once the mid-1800s and early 1900s, you know, America turned into almost like a rebellious teenager. And individual liberty, uh, which was the nucleus of society, would be tossed aside in order for what you're talking about, complete government interventionism. And in order to do that, they needed this institution, the Federal Reserve. 
And that is the nucleus of it all, of this progressive, uh, you know, so-called progressive idea that government is going to scientifically manage all of human life. Well, we may be in the latter stages of that major uh, mistake of this rebellious teenager, maybe even the end stages, who knows? Because central planning always fails. They always uh, lose control of what they think they control. Uh, inflation being one of the things, and that's what we're talking about today. Once inflation, it could get to a point where it's completely out of everybody's control. Uh, you know, with bailouts is another thing, and we've been through how many rounds of bailouts of Wall Street, and each time it multiplies moral hazard. Bad decisions are rewarded, which leads to more bad decisions with the expectation of being rewarded again for your bad decisions. We see it with raising the debt ceiling. Once you do that, there is no debt ceiling. And uh, you constantly hand out more welfare, which means the, the desire for more welfare will just increase exponentially. And we're getting to that point where now we have politicians are saying, well, that, that doesn't have to be repaid. There's no cost to any of this. Oh, really? There's no cost? You know, so what ends up happening is the authoritarians, uh, the, progressive, the progressives, they corner themselves where every move that they make ends up being wrong. It harms more and more people get disgusted, unhappy, and they start to lose faith in this, you know, progressive scientific management. That is when the ideas of liberty are so important because they will look like a stairway to heaven to people. And that's why we push those ideas and hope that as many people as possible adopt them. Very good, Chris. You know, the um, question comes up about why is it that uh, the uh, the central banks of the world, the various ones, and there's everybody has a central bank now because this pro progressive era that uh, uh, that may be ending, hopefully, uh, is, is the why, why is it that they've all adapted to the same thing and they all inflate and then they also concede certain powers which they did to us after World War II because we had most of the gold and we had the reserve currency of the world and we maneuvered us into the so we had uh, we had the military power to back it up, and we also had the authority to, uh, to manipulate the financial markets. So that's been very, very powerful for us. But basically, all central banks like inflation. Uh, it wasn't that only the United States inflated throughout these many decades, but uh, all, all central banks could, could inflate. And the reason for this is that governments have uh, this natural desire to enhance their power. And, uh, and the, the, the people who gravitate to government are the ones who want the power and they enjoy this. And it makes them rich and it makes their friends rich. So it's very, very important for them, you know, to have this, uh, this control. So they, they actually love inflation. And you say, well, why don't they, if they're all this powerful and the economy's doing well, why don't they just tax people? Well, they do that, but there's a limit to that. Right now, there's a limit because if, if we were still taxing people for what we were spending in Washington, you know, this ball game would be all over. But if you look at, uh, since uh, the last bubble bursting, the housing bubble, uh, and uh, with COVID activity going on, we just keep printing money like crazy. And, uh, and because, because the direct taxation is unacceptable. They, they, well, 
it would be unacceptable for financial reasons. The, the loss of confidence would be tremendous, but it would also be a rebellion by the people <clears throat> because uh, they, uh, they would hope uh, taxes going up is one thing as long as you're taxing the rich and they think they're not getting hit, and yet the real tax burden falls you know, on, on, the middle, on the middle class. So they have to use deception, and the deception is inflation. That is, increase the supply uh, of money. And uh, it's, it's uh, one of the most deceitful, dishonest things that uh, a government can do to the, to the people because they become literally the counterfeiters. And, you know, people frown on counterfeiting. Governments especially frown on, uh, you know, counterfeiters that aren't under their control. But government uh, central banks are counterfeiters and they're taxing people. That's the way they do it. You say, oh, no, they're not, they're not taxing people. They're not taking money from the middle class. Yes, they are. What they do is they print the money for their various schemes, whether they're international scheming or financial scheming and welfareism here. They, uh, they dilute the value of the money, and the purchasing power goes down, and the prices go up. So people should remember, if they've been annoyed in the last week or two or last month or two or in the coming months, when the prices are high and you have trouble paying the bills, you shouldn't say that, well, I need a better salary. That's going to solve the problem. Yeah, a better salary. But a better salary would mean getting paid in honest money. That's not losing value. That would be the thing to do. But that isn't the case. It's much easier for the politicians and the people who want war and welfare to just go ahead and steal wealth from the people and that is by printing money and that is why all central banks participate in this and it's also uh, something that is not permanent and right now uh, there are signs now that we are losing steam in being able to manage the reserve currency of the world. So this idea that we can continue to do what we've been doing since World War II, just print the money and sort of force it on other people and threaten them if they don't do what we tell them, uh, that, is, that is coming to an end. And uh, this is why people should be prepared to understand what the problems are because printing money, changing the Federal Reserve chairman or something like that, that is not going to do it. It's the and Chris mentioned this. The progressive era is ending. It has to end because it can't pay for itself, and that that means that uh, we have to have a replacement. And that's one of the things that we try to do here with this program is to offer the solution to this. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just not you know a better leader than have that leader do our thing. It has to do with the understanding and the promotion of the cause of liberty, and we would go a long way to solving the problem that we're facing today. Finish up um, by summarizing uh, central planning has to fail. There is no other option. Uh, so this is very good news for people to understand. I'll try uh, to at least share my thinking on why it always has to fail. And that's because uh, the world and all the people in it is way too complex to be uh, planned, either by human beings were so-called AI, you know, creations of human beings, you know, because our universe is under its constant change. All change affects everything else, either in a big way, a small way, a minute way. And there is no way to know ahead of time how change will affect all aspects of the material world. And that's just the material world. Then it gets even more complex with human beings because each and every one of us have our own knowledge 
our own beliefs, <laughs> our own experiences that no one else shares, uh, that we have our own. And, and we interpret the world to ourselves in our own way. Now multiply that by 7 billion people. There is no way to know ahead of time how one specific individual will interpret an event versus another. I may see things one way, you may see it a totally different way. It's the same exact event, and there's no way to predict ahead of time. And there's no way to predict how I would act on what I interpret to myself versus how you would act. So the idea of central planning is nonsense. You know, but there's always people, and we've mentioned this before, who believe that they are special, they are super intelligent, they are the ones that are going to move the pieces around the world. But, you know, the truth is we're not moved by others. We are the self-movers. So that's why it always fails. But these people, they create a lot of destruction in trying to achieve the impossible. And we're actually living through another episode of it. So we just have to stay strong, look for the truth, seek it out and cling to it as hard as we can to get through this. Very, very good, Chris. You know, a lot of people are fearful of uh, the marketplace and freedom because uh, who would do the planning? Who would plan to build the houses and the highways and who would plan to deliver health care to us and provide food? And, you know, we have a, 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 an abundance of, of interference right now and they're having a lot of trouble delivering, you know, newspapers or, and uh, it's, 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 a, it's a real mess. But, but, you know, they say that uh, that's why you need government is for the planning to take care of the people, especially the people who are the, the ones who are suffering at the hands of the wealthy, which is only a gimmick uh, in order to get support, political support from, from these people. But there's a lot of planning individually, but it's, it done, it's, it's, it's done in a voluntary fashion. So it's not like there's no planning. It's, it, the planning is done by individual and it's done in a voluntary fashion and there is no force and fraud. You have sound money and this is completely different than when the government plans. And, uh, you know, uh, Adam Smith talked about the invisible hand uh, in, in a free market economy. Things seem to work out. You know, you can't have one person pulling the strings and writing orders, executive orders, do this, do that. We've just been through a couple years of that nonsense. And uh, it, it would be uh, that uh, if, if we had that central economic planning, it would uh, be working. Uh, but, but what it is, is the individual makes the decision and he called it the, the invisible hand. And you know what I think has happened? The invisible hand, which is sort of like magic, because uh, all the problems are solved, the uh, ups and downs and decisions are made, what you should manufacture, what prices should be, and the protection of personal liberty, all, all these things. But uh, in, 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 this, in this case, I'll tell you, people, people now uh, are quite frightened about the iron fist. That's what's happened. The invisible hand has turned into uh, an iron fist because it's mandates. If you don't do this, this, and this, you're going to lose your job. You're going to be, uh, you're, you're going to, uh, you, you, you know, be canceled. And, uh, and there's a lot of suffering going on there. And there's reason for a lot of people to be concerned about this. This is why if there's temporary reprieve in our economy with just a lot of uh, printing money for a year or two, that's going, going to end. 
because all these decisions, this whole idea that billions of dollars worth of goods and services are sitting out there in the ocean and they're not being delivered because the market has just disappeared. There is no, there is no disappearance. There's, there's, a, there's no planning anymore. It's central economic planning, which doesn't work. And all you have to do is look at those ships at the ports not being unloaded. Then you have a pretty good idea of what it's like when you don't have individuals making the plans, working for their self-interest, working to make a profitable business, working to keep jobs for people. So it is so, so easy, I think, to understand because the answers can be found in the cause of liberty and understanding liberty is not complex. You should have a right to your life, a right to your liberty, and right to do with your uh, with your what you earn uh, as long as you don't hurt people as long as you don't participate in the fraud and deceit and violence that governments get involved in believe me this would be a major step in the right direction no perfection overnight but I'll tell you what at the rate we're going this country is going to be less perfect in a year from now than it is today so we will eventually have to assess this whole principle of what are the rights of the individuals and does the government have the authority and are we going to permit them to decide everything for us whether it's social or economic that is a losing argument i want to thank everybody for turning in today to the liberty report please come back soon